0: Don't be fooled by imposters. Listen to the guy who really did it. Ed Milet at edmilot.com.
1: Awesome this day, right now. This lady to my left, been working so hard to get her on my show. This is Rachel Hollis, everybody, for those of you that don't... Know who she has been living under a rock. And so I'm going to give her a proper introduction. I'm so glad you're here. I'm oh so excited. Oh, my gosh. So I'm so,
2: oh, my gosh, of course. This is like a dream.
1: It's going to be awesome. Yes. So this lady, if you don't know her, there's something wrong with you. But I'll give her the proper introduction. So she's written six books. Her sixth one has gone crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And has made her a rock star, literally, in the personal development world. Uh, she has a number one podcast in the world right now. Her book is blowing up. She's a sought after speaker. She's got more speaking dates than she knows what to do with right now. And she's really making a difference in the world. She's changing the world. She's the new face of personal development. She is, I'm just gonna tell you, there's just not enough women in this space. Mm-hmm. And then one comes along, and doesn't just kind of get into the space, but just literally dominates it and takes it over like you have. And so I have so many questions to ask you <laughs> because our phone conversations have been so beautiful yeah. because you're so self-aware and honest and I think that's what's made you resonate with so many women and men in Mm the space because I want everyone that's listening to this because I know the women right now are going thank you for having her and we've got your full attention but I want the men to know something there's not that many people in the personal development space where their content alters and moves me Mm. and you do that for me and Mm. so men you got a lot to listen to today as well and this lady has my full and complete endorsement okay I want you all all to know that So I want to start out, I don't want to go all the way back to your childhood because there's just too much that's happened recently, Yeah. but I do want to go back to where kind of the Rachel Hollis brand started. And so my understanding is it started with you kind of blogging Yeah. when blogs were big. So take me back to that point because I know, I'm I'm assuming at that point you didn't think all this was going to be happening. So you started blogging really about like kind of cooking and being a mom at the time. What was that called and how did you start?
2: Uh, So I owned an event planning firm in Los Angeles for a long time and I was starting to feel burnout I had built this company I had gotten the clients that big celebrity clients and had the fancy loft office and the and the team of people and I was I didn't love it like I just was really burnout mm. searching for something else and this was like end of 2007 so this is the early days of blogging yeah and everyone was talking about blogging and I thought well shoot I'll try that did you uh, have kids yet? I did. Okay. I had a uh, 2007 I had one baby and then had another one in 2008 so okay. I am B 0.1% of people got pregnant on birth control. That is a thing. Be careful. Uh, what happens in Vegas does not stay there. His <laughs> name is Sawyer. He's 10. Um, so, uh, That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so um, I started blogging, have um, little kids just sort of trying to figure myself out, and it was the worst. Like, mm. it was the worst blog you've ever read in your whole life. Didn't know how to take a picture. Didn't know how to write. Didn't, none of it. Not even my mom read. Was it called Chic? Uh, so my company was called Chic Events.
1: Chic Events, And then okay.
2: it was called, uh, oh, this was like, it was like dot blog spot. It was My Chic Life, that's what it was. Okay. So I start blogging and I, I figure it out and I start to build up a little bit of a following. And I'll never forget, Eggland's Best Eggs reaches out and they say, we want to give you $250. If oh. you will put our eggs in your next recipe, and I was like, "Hot <laughs> damn, we are really rolling now!" So um, I'm like, "Yes, I will put your eggs in my yeah." So uh, that was the first time that I realized that brands would pay for the yeah. opportunity to be in, to get in front of your audience. Mm. And because I had worked in this space with corporate clients for the longest time on the event side, I was like, I immediately started thinking of how can this be bigger. So, most influencers would say like, oh, let me see if I can get some more $250 things. And I was like, how do I get Egglands to sponsor me for a year? Hmm. How do I get that, how do I go to on a bigger scale? How do I pitch something bigger? So, I feel like we really had success in that space Hmm. because from the very beginning I I was trying to make it where I didn't want to be an event planner anymore. And I needed something to make that money Hmm. for me. So, it became blogging.
1: But it's interesting because the event planning thing, like we both say something. One thing is, I love your content because some of it overlaps with you and I. Mm-hmm. I say it with a deeper voice than you yes, do, and you say yes. it with a prettier face than yeah. I have. So, <laughs> um, but you 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 talk a lot when I believe this deeply that life happens for us and not mm-hmm. to us. So, really, to some extent, though, the event planning had to happen first because it, did it give you some kind of an entrepreneurial or sort of business Absolutely. mindset? Do you think?
2: Yeah, it was. Um, I had been doing events, I, I moved to Los Angeles at 17, graduated mm. high school a year early, moved to LA at 17, get a job working at Miramax Films, which yeah. at the time was a huge production company, and I was doing events with them. Mm. And it was, I, you know, just like young and dumb, and yeah. like, oh, I could for sure do this myself. Mm. So I could for sure do this myself. Um, and I loved, and I've had that from the very beginning, I loved the puzzle of being an entrepreneur, I loved, okay, how do we increase revenue? And mm. how do we um, decrease costs? And how do we scale? And how do we, I, like that still to this day excites me. Did
1: you have, so you get the puzzle piece, but were you, I'm just curious, cause not everybody has this. Sometimes it's developed later in life. Were you like, even back then when you're, you started the blog, you're at Miramax, you Miramax, then the event planning, then the blog. Mm-hmm. Were you like a big dreamer? Like, I want to make a big impact. You were just like, I'm, I'm, I'm living my life and I'm going to start trying new things. Like were you the a big dreamer? The to- most massive dreamer. Oh, so, wow, okay. the biggest
2: streamer. Um, from the time I was a little girl, so I um, had a pretty hard childhood.
1: Why? Wow, you're um, the baby. I'm
2: the baby of four. Why was it hard? Uh, my parents' marriage was abysmal. Like the entire time I was alive, and they were together, was abysmal. Uh, Dad has a really bad temper. Hmm. Um, so I'm a I'm the daughter of a Pentecostal minister, and uh, we were that like everything looks perfect on the outside. And on the inside, you know, punching holes in the wall, Mm. screaming. Mm. Um, So it was really hard. Uh, Mm. My older brother was schizophrenic. Uh, When I was 14, he committed suicide. Mm. And I found him. Um, And that was really, our family was already such, it was so hard, it was such a mess. And that shattered everything. Mm. Like there was no coming back from Mm. the loss of him. Uh, and I, from a very early age, just thought, I gotta get out of here.
0: Mm.
2: I gotta get out of here. And the only way I'm gonna get out of here if, is if I do it myself. Mm. Uh, so that really started me on the journey of, um, Ryan died when I was 14. I was a freshman in high school. Oh my gosh. And I was like, how do I take how do I get, like, how can I graduate high school early? How do I take every class so that as soon as I'm able, as soon as I have the credits, I'm gone?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I did, I graduated as a junior, and I moved to LA without, I, I couldn't even sign the, the lease on my apartment. I oh you know, gosh. and I just hustled. I, I worked three jobs. I shopped for groceries at the 99 cent store. Mm. I just wanted out. Mm. Um, and so I was always, I mean, that like, the dreaming, like that carrot of dangling in front of me, like someday, someday, like my big someday was, someday you would be able to walk into Target and buy something there. Hmm. Someday, like uh, the dreams that I had, like the big exciting thing in my life was when I had enough money to go to Subway on a Friday night and I would get a six inch sandwich and like Doritos and I would feel like a queen. Like <laughs> it didn't, I just, I How just beautiful. kept thinking, if you just work hard, and I think the reason I wanted to start my own company is because I felt like, just, just like with my childhood, I want to live or die by my own sword. Mm. I want to be like, if I fail, it's on me. Mm. But if I succeed, it's on me. Nobody mm. else gets to decide my destiny.
1: It's the first time since I've known you, it, I, I, I'm picturing you as that little girl. Mm. That's really interesting. Like yeah. I'm picturing that little girl. She's still like totally there with you, by yeah. the way. She's oh, like yeah. right there. Yeah. That's, that's um, tragically beautiful, yeah. ironically, what that story is. And I'm, I'm sorry about your brother, yet I actually know in some bizarre way God's hand is in oh, one totally. of the reasons you've been great. Why do you think, this isn't even any of my questions, I'm just curious, I'm fascinated by this and I don't know the answer to it. Why do you think so many of us people that have achieved come from such weird, strange, horrific, anxiety-riddled... Background. Do you have any theory on that? I
2: feel like when something, when you walk through trauma or when you have a hard childhood or when you, you it's one you, it's one of two paths, it is. you know, you're either going to be a victim mm-hmm. and this is going to define you, mm-hmm. or this is going to be the leverage that you need to get to the place that you're going. I
0: believe
2: that. Um, I heard, you know, I'm like the podcast queen. I love podcasts. Okay. So I might actually, I said this to Lewis yesterday. I'm like, dang, I don't know if it's. I might have heard this on your podcast, so forgive me if I'm about to, like, repeat you to you. But I heard something recently that I was like, oh, that hit me in the gut. Someone said, might have been you. (laughs) Sometimes it's more powerful to have an anti-hero than Mm -hmm. to have a hero.
1: Mm -hmm. I believe that, by the way. And so for me, it
2: was, I I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be that person. And I knew that the only way out was by, you know, by my, like, I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah. So I, I think that understanding of life is happening for you, yep. um, sometimes it's startling to people because they're like, wait, you mm-hmm. know, your brother's death was for you, your brother yep. had was mentally ill for like all the, no, but I believe it's possible to find meaning there you in go. what happens. That's right. Uh, I am the woman I am because of what I walked through. Yes. And I love my parents so much, I think they did the best they could with what they have, mm-hmm. but, If it wasn't for how much they struggled to parent us, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be the woman I am today.
1: I totally believe you on that. And by the way, I think successful people just kind of repurpose the messes of their lives Mm -hmm. in ways that other people don't. One thing I want to also say to some of you, too, that are listening, because we're both examples of this, you clearly made that decision younger and sooner than most people that you were going to go on that better path. Mm -hmm. But some of you listening to this have been down the wrong one Mm -hmm. for years. So you've used these events in your past to define you in a negative way or as an excuse or you use it as your current story even though it's your old story. The good news is, is that the timing of when you choose the different path can happen at any point. Absolutely. So just because you didn't choose it when you were 19 or didn't choose it when you were 25, you may now choose it 55, mm-hmm. the new path in your life, and you can find the same happiness, bliss, and achievement we found by choosing it younger. Yeah. True? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I would also say... Oftentimes, when something when someone goes through th- something hard, they have this perception that it made them weak. Mm. And, man, it made you a warrior. Like, mm. you, yes, you have these scars. You have these scars, yeah. like these battle wounds. But don't miss the point. Don't miss the message. Don't miss who you might be just because the getting of these scars was hard. Gosh, that...
1: They- that's why the dudes I told you, like <laughs> she's talking to you, just so you know, too, because it's not the events of our life that define us, it's our meaning. Yeah. And when you attach the meaning, just so y'all know this, I've been reading a lot about this lately myself. It's because we all know it's the meaning we attach to the yeah. event, but that meaning creates an emotion and it literally, that emotion changes your blood chemistry. Yeah. And so it's so powerful to define the event correctly so that it serves you. Just ask yourself, is the meaning you took from this serving you, yeah. or do you need to find a new meaning that serves you better, that gives you a better emotion? Because it's literally gonna change your blood chemistry yeah. in your body and your brain. That's how important this yeah. stuff is. So I love your message yeah. and I like resonate with it because I picture this little girl It's just interesting because I'm a little bit older than you, but I picture the anxiety in my home too. And if you'd have gone back and put a camera behind our front door and seen some of those days where I was in such turmoil and stress Mm -hmm. as a little boy. And then you switched the camera and you went into your home and saw this precious little girl going through what she was going through and said, hey, both of you are gonna end up at oceanfront and Laguna Beach someday teaching people how yeah. to live better lives and be happier. So God uses each of us in such mm-hmm. beautiful ways that we can't even begin to imagine Absolutely. when we're going through these things. Absolutely. And He is using you. I mean, yeah. I just I just love how He's using you yeah. and I love that you embrace that. I also love, I wanna shift a little bit from the blog to now. Yeah. But one of the things that I find also is you're a personal development addict, an improvement addict, so Absolutely. am I. And I think oftentimes people that are like you and I and like the people listening to this, we're that way because we come from such a faraway place. Like I had to learn the tools to build my yes. confidence. I had to learn the tools to think better and more clearly um, because I came from so far away. I was so insecure, so shy, so introverted, such low self-esteem that I had to learn these tools. Yeah. And so I think that's similar for you too. And I think what's powerful about your content is that as I understand it, you've got this blog, which was kind of cooking and family yes. and the mom stuff which is unbelievably powerful. And then you personally started to go on this personal development yes. journey yes. and you kind of brought the audience with you yes. to some extent. Yeah. So speak to that. How did all this, how did Rachel Hollis happen?
2: Uh, it started with anxiety. Okay. I was about five years ago, I started having debilitating anxiety attacks. And I um, had a team of people who were counting on me at work and I, I could go to work and I could function, I could take care of my kids and I would get in bed at night and just freak out. And my husband had never experienced anything like it. He would say, babe, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's bad. Mm. Um, and it got so bad that I felt like I was probably gonna have to be on medication. And wow. I, so support, if you need to be on meds, take your meds, do what you need to do. But I had in my family and my extended family a real history of abuse with that. And so it's almost petrifying to me, the Mm. idea of having to make that choice. So I was like, sister, you are either gonna get past this or Mm. you're gonna have to go that way. Mm. And so I started going to therapy Mm. and got to the bottom of why the anxiety was happening. And for me, it all really came down to um, like really bad people pleaser, really bad people pleaser. Mm. So um, I had to identify my trigger. I had to understand that um, if I felt like someone was mad at me or if I felt like someone was disappointed in me, it would derail everything. And um, once I had that tool, I was able to start to navigate around it. Mm. And then it was the first time in my life that I was like, oh, you could, now I knew you could teach yourself business or, but I would, oh, you could teach yourself how to think. You could, you know, you could figure out the tools. And if I can get past this anxiety, what else could I? Mm-hmm. So then I just became voracious. I wanted to read every book and I wanted to listen to every podcast. And um, as I started to talk about it, just like in the way that you would say, you know, hey, I'm on the beach today. I would be like, hey, guys, I just left therapy. Yeah. And women who followed me on social were like, why did you decide to go and how did you find a therapist and what do you talk about and is it hard and does like all the questions and I realized oh there's something here
0: hmm. there's something
2: here like other people are not maybe we take for granted you know living in LA yes but if you're in Ohio wow. like you know there aren't moms at soccer who are like oh, I just uh, met with the therapist so having true panic attacks. wow I never thought about yeah,
1: that. yeah so
2: Um, I just started to lean into that as they responded to it. And really the success I've had in my career is I've always just listened to what the community is asking me for. And so I went on this journey and I kind of took them along for the ride. And I went to... Uh, In this path, I went to UPW, (laughs) Um, which I sound like, you know, so cheesy, but it changed my life.
1: I think a lot of you think, well, this mess I've created in my life sort of disqualifies me from helping other people. In fact, it's probably what qualifies you the most to help other people. The fact that you're broke right now is what will qualify you to teach people how to not be that way someday, broke in or broke financially. But where you are unique that opened my mind, and I want to address this now, I want you to speak to it is personal development for the most part has been dedicated to hardcore business people. Mm -hmm. People really trying to achieve building a big company or building the ultimate body or real wealth accumulation, Mm -hmm. which it should be. Yeah. But there's this whole other segment of the world that I've discovered since I've been in this space, particularly when it comes to women. I think people in general feel invisible in the world today. And I think that's true for men, but the more I get I don't know why that <clears throat> gets me m- I'm b- emotional. The more I've been speaking to large crowds, and I see these precious souls, these ladies mm-hmm. that I see, and so many of them feel invisible in the yes. world because maybe they're not trying to build a $400 million mm-hmm. company, or maybe they don't look exactly like the world tells you you should mm-hmm. look. And they're not told enough that you're perfect as you are, that you're beautiful, mm-hmm. that you're perfect for this moment. doesn't mean you don't want to change to step into the next moment. You know that you can, by the way, be beautiful and perfect as you are right now and not be the person that you need to be in the next moment. Yes. But for now, you need to accept how beautiful and yeah. perfect you are now. And you filled that space up, I yeah. think, better than anybody. And so talk about that. There's, there, in my audience, there's some super achiever right now. Their spouse is riding with them in the car. And yeah. they're thinking this isn't really for me, yeah. but it is for them, isn't yes. it? So talk about that.
2: Well, so the, the work that I'm doing today really was from that first UPW experience, I had this great, great time, and you know how much I love Tony, and he's yeah. uh, one of my heroes. Uh, but I remember sitting in the audience thinking, what does this look like for women? What does this look like for a stay at home mom? Mm. What does this look like for someone who isn't an entrepreneur? Because they need this message. They need to know that they are called for something better. Mm. They need to know that they are in control of the way they think. They need to know that they're in control of their lives. Mm. And that really was what started me to kind of lean in, was like, man, I'm looking around and I'm really not seeing anybody who would, offer advice or say it the way I would say it. And I have been online with women for the last decade. So I knew what they were struggling with and I mm. knew because they send me the questions, right? Yeah. Um, so I, um, I was actually in Ethiopia with a friend of mine, uh, Jen Hatmaker, who's a mm. big speaker and yeah. writer, like one of the biggest in this mm. space. And uh, we're, we're on a bus in Ethiopia and she says, like, at the time, I didn't know her very well. So she's just like a hero, yeah. much like this. Yeah. And she sits down next to me. And I'm like, holy crap. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Um, and she says, hey, sis, tell me about your next book.
0: Hmm.
2: And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, so they're superheroes. And that, because I, I started in fiction. Yeah, I write fiction. I yeah. So I'm like, and I start describing. And she's like, oh, my, no, hmm. no, no, no. Tell me the book of your heart. She says, if you could say anything to women, Mm. what would you say? And I had never thought of this and I had never asked myself that question, but as soon as she said it, it fell out of my mouth.
0: Mm.
2: You're in control of your own life. Mm. And I think like... She said, well, explain that to me. And I said, you know, it's just like all these women all around the world sending me notes and emails and DMs and they're saying, help me save my marriage. How do I get my son to stop using? How do I stop abusing myself with food? And they're asking, and what I wanna say, I can't say because it sounds mean, which is stop reaching out to a stranger on the internet and fix your own life. Mm-hmm. Take control
0: mm-hmm. so,
2: because even that, even asking someone on Instagram, you're still putting the onus on someone else. Yes. You have to take responsibility yes. here. And so I start saying this to her and I'm like, I'm like, you know, it's like, girl, like stop crying, girl, pick yourself up, girl, get off the ground. And she says, girl, wash your face. There it is. And I wrote the first chapter to the book on the flight home from Ethiopia. You did? Yeah.
1: Okay. So. That's the book, by the way, it's on the screen right now. it's on yeah. the screen, but yeah. it's "Girl Wash Your Face" and it's sold a bazillion copies already, but yeah. we're about to sell some more of it and you do. <laughs> I, I pulled some stuff, so I want to ask you about a couple yeah. things like you're hardcore like I love what you've said because there's this whole there are millions and millions of people who need to hear what you're saying, and the personal development space has been this. Mm -hmm. tiny segment of the world there's this whole other place and by the way these are the people that are charged with raising the next generation of people these are the people who are because you mothers out there that are listening to this your beliefs your identity is being transferred every day to your children your example how you think how you act how you feel about yourself right in your role which is the most important role in the world Mm -hmm. is to be a mother and by the way the ladies listen to this. Almost now, 70% of all new businesses are being started by yeah. women. And somewhere around 77% of all the successful businesses are being run by women. Yeah. So this is really a real new time. Totally. And you're leading this movement. But you don't pull any punches with these ladies. So you, you, you along the lines of what you said, talk about this from a minute. You, in the quote, quote from the book, you and only you are ultimately responsible for who you become and how happy you are. The reason I think that's important for women to hear is, I think oftentimes that's deferred to, well, if my children are doing well, I'm happy. Yes. If my husband's happy, Ooh, I'm happy. Yes. So can you speak to that yes. for a second? Okay, okay
2: so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a small rant for a second. Rant. I have this uh, belief that most women, all the women I know, most of the women I have ever met were raised from the time they were little, that to be a good woman is to be good for other people. So if you're a good mom for your children, if you're a good wife for your husband, if you're a good sister, daughter, friend, then you're good. Mm. And the hard part about that is, number one, your value is fully wrapped up in someone else's perception wow. of you, Wow! right? Wow! wow, wow. The other thing is, I don't know ever that anyone is deciding that you're a good mom because you're taking care of yourself. No one's ever like, oh, Sarah, Mm. Sarah, look at Sarah training for a marathon. She's such a good mom. You know, (laughs) nobody ever
0: says that.
2: And so there is this idea that you've got to show up for other people or you don't have value. And that's even crazier when you think about like, what about the women who don't want to have children? What about the Mm. women who aren't married? What about, so they have no value because they can't, it's crazy. it's crazy it's also when you're a little girl um from the time you're little it tends to be that you get recognition from your parents when other adults recognize you as something so mm. they'll be like oh your daughter's so cute mm. oh your daughter's so sweet she's so funny so so you learn oh other people's opinions really matter boy
1: and this is views are like
2: what are women boy. just drowning in like what is crushing women at other people's opinions. Bingo. They live their life terrified of failure, terrified to try, terrified that they're getting it wrong because their mother-in-law will disapprove or the girls that they went to high school with, you know, they're going to see me on Facebook and they're going to watch me. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy because those people that you're so terrified of their opinion of you, those people are not the ones who will live with the regret. Those people are not the ones who can't afford to take their kids on vacation. Those mm. people are not the ones who are struggling for like all these things that you want for your life, mm. but you're too afraid to reach for because of what other people will think. Mm. Those other people are not going to be there when it sucks and it's hard for you. That's all on you. Wow. Wow. So I, wow, I get wow, like wow. so fired up about this topic. Wow, wow, wow. And I also believe like so most, most little boys, I know not everybody, but most little boys are taught. This idea of like you have potential you're supposed to you're supposed to reach for that yes. potential or try and be a better version of yourself and frankly most women are most little girls are taught you know to reach for men like hey get find yourself a husband and then you'll be doing well mm. and this I believe in my heart like have you ever seen those movies of course you have we're like someone like it's bit by a spider yeah. or um they take a pill or whatever and all of a sudden they have access to all of their mind instead yeah. of just a small percent i feel like that's what's happening to the to women in the consciousness world. Is changing. like if they just took like even if the smallest percentage of women even if just the women who are listening to this mm-hmm. took one single step mm. in the direction of who god calls them to be mm. i think that the results would be atomic
1: my gosh like the way you just said that i I would not completely really thought about how a little girl is programmed to be that yes. way and how a little boy is often programmed the difference. I have this philosophy, too. I don't know if you share this or not because I want the women to hear this. I think the symptom oftentimes is our addiction to other people's approval. Mm-hmm. I feel like the disease sometimes is we don't have our own. Yeah. We don't feel like God has our own, and so we seek it outside of us. Now, what you said that takes it a level deeper for me is that this is programmed since I was little, right? I didn't just become this way. It was sort of, I was told that my value is if other people approve of me, right? So I think it's an internal game. I think the way you change that isn't just deciding, I don't care what other people think. I think that layer past that is, I need to begin to think better of yeah. myself. I need to begin to build my self-confidence. I'm a big believer that self-confidence comes from keeping promises that you make to yourself. Mm-hmm. That if you can start by just keeping the promises you make to you, yeah. you begin to build a reputation with yourself of, I can trust me, I like me, I'm yeah. good, right, I, I can achieve. How can that apply for a woman in any in any area, what would be some of your recommendations of how to change that? It's a hard question. yeah, no, well, but what so, are some of practical ways somebody can begin to change so that? So
2: I'll tell you for me, the mm. big realization was it all comes down to I want love. Mm-hmm. I want approval. Mm-hmm. I want notice. I want all of these things. And I was drowning this is where the anxiety came from. i I had this desire in my heart to, be an entrepreneur and build something big and write books and do these things. And our family, our extended family on both sides wanted me to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm. And they really, really struggled and were very vocal about mm. the fact that I wasn't because mm. that's what their lives looked like. Yep. And so for me, I was just drowning in that feeling of, I think I'm called to do more, Mm -hmm. so I will pursue this version of more, but I'll do it uh, kind of in secret. Like I'll work really hard, but I won't ever talk about it. Mm -hmm. And it was, I was being pulled in too many directions. And when I finally, I had this realization like, oh, I'm going to choose to be so full of love, Mm -hmm. to love everybody else so well, that I don't seek it out in other people. Exactly. Like right. I'm gonna love you so hard, everybody, even wow. the people that disapprove of me. Very good. That I don't need your love because I've got enough for both of us. Very good. Uh, like it sounds a little cheesy, but that really was what changed it for me. Mm. Was you don't have to keep chasing this thing.
0: Mm.
2: It was also the understanding that. God made me this way. Yes. And for the longest time I felt shame because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a, I'm like, yep. I respect the crap out of stay at home moms. It's the hardest job do. in the world. I know you do. But it's just not my thing. Yes. And so I, I had shame about that. Yeah. Like massive shame about.
1: Don't you think the reverse is also true? There are some stay at home moms who feel shame sure. that that's their calling. Neither one of those should be 100%. shameful. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. So for me it was, oh, if, God put this desire on my heart mm-hmm. and if he called me for this, mm. then I I can't be wrong at my core. Of course, not. like certainly you could that could manifest in unhealthy ways sure. or you could but but maybe this is for a reason, like maybe that, like I said this all the time on stage to women, like, man, maybe that, like you keep feeling that tug on your heart. That's there for a reason. You got it. That's God. That's your potential. That's like trying to say to you, step into this. Yes. Like that is your heart, like begging your mind to like, get out of the way. way. Like, come on, man, we were called for something. So for me, that understanding was like, you know, you are loved and worthy and enough, Mm. like as you are. That's beautiful. And that means you don't need to become someone else. That means like who you are at your core,
1: Mm.
2: you're doing okay.
1: Yeah, that is so beautiful. It's amazing you say that. I I just want to acknowledge a few things. Like I love that. And uh, no one's ever said that to me ever. And um, some of the stuff you say gets me, girl, just so you know. Cause (laughs) I, I, over these years of seeing all these precious, beautiful women in the crowd and then struggling with feeling guilt, like men don't have that. Like men, whatever we want to change, we have no reason to feel guilty about And men listening to this, let me say something to the men listening to this. Would you stop once in a while and just start to tell your lady how amazing she is and how much you love her and how beautiful she is. I'm talking about your sisters, your mother, your wife, not just your wife, right? Tell the women in your life how spectacular they are. Acknowledge them a little bit more. They're always acknowledging us. Yes. So proud of you, you look so handsome, you're doing so well, thank you for all you do. And we, we very rarely acknowledge yeah. our women. Let's make sure we're doing that, men. But the other piece of it that, that struck me in what you said right there was, you know, women, I think oftentimes, never give themselves any quiet time, mm. whether they have kids or noise or their job. And like, if you would just get quiet, mm-hmm. for you and I, it's prayer. Yeah. For other people, it's meditation. For some yeah. people, it's just solitude. Yeah. Like, if you'll get your head out of the way, as you yeah. said, I made a post about this today people win with their heart, not their head. Yeah. You're gonna be happy in life with your heart. And the more your head begins to take over and convince you of your deficiencies, what your setbacks are, what you're not good at, what your liabilities, is, what people will think. Yeah. The more your head takes over your life, even though you gotta be smart and execute and all that, the more your head takes over, it kills your heart. And when your heart stops beating, you're dead. Yeah. And so you could be living, but you're really dead. And yeah. so what you're really saying is get quiet, listen to your heart yeah. and don't be ashamed of it. Yeah. Like, it's I love it, so. Good. Okay. Let me give you a couple more things you've said. That This is kind of hard. Our society makes plenty of room for complacency or laziness. We're rarely surrounded by accountability. We're also rarely surrounded by sugar-free vanilla lattes. But when I really want one, I somehow find a way to get one. What did you mean when you said that?
2: Uh, You know, the idea that... If you want something, it's mm-hmm. like if, if you really want something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll I, find an excuse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you gotta get
1: resourceful. Yes.
2: Right? And I think there is this um, I feel like the tide is shifting and I hope that this is true. But so often I feel like women, especially like it feels like their life is living them. It, it, like it feels like life is it's all just happening to them. They're sort mm. of getting pulled along with the tide They're not making any choices. They're not taking control mm. um, So and it and it's the norm right it's mm. it's normal to go You're exhausted because you were dealing with the kids all day mm. and then you're gonna go watch You know Netflix all night and drink too much and numb yourself to what's going on and then wake up tomorrow and do the same thing again and it because they don't ever have that space, because mm. they never take a step back and look at their life from like 50,000 foot view, they don't even understand that they have control of how to change it. Oh boy! And you might not have the tools. I'm gonna to quote your podcast to you again, mm. or I think it was yours, but okay. um, uh, Joe Dispenza yes. said, in an age of this much free information, ignorance is a choice correct so you might not know how to change things yep. you might not know how to get healthy you might not know how to change your marriage yep. all of but it all exists on the internet right now right. for free
1: so true like you didn't gosh you're good so like <laughs> no but i want to say this to you like you didn't know how to blog when you started a no. blog. people say man how'd you build this giant podcast that i have let me tell you how this actually started yeah. i went you're gonna think i'm crazy when i say this, but i want to validate what you've said okay I've never said this before either. People ask me, how'd you get this big podcast? I said, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Yeah. And I Googled how to start a podcast. Yeah. Here's how stupid I am. I'm like, how does what I'm saying get into the machine? Yes. And how does that machine yes. put it on the internet? Yeah. And then how do people get it? Like I was that basic. Yeah. And I Googled how to start a podcast. And there was a, the first search was Tim Ferriss. His toolbox, for how to start a podcast. Yeah. It, it said, go to Amazon and buy this equipment. Yeah. I bought the equipment. And I started talking into the microphone he told me to buy. I love it. And then but he didn't tell me, how do I get it out of the machine onto the internet? So I that's but I'm just resourceful. You just start taking the steps. Yes. Men, do me a favor. Ask your woman what she'd like. Yeah. Ask her, babe, what do you want? What would make you happy? Is there anything we should be doing together or you should be doing to fulfill you more? Like just ask her. Because they ask us all the time. Yeah. Right? So I want to I want to acknowledge that. there's speaking of marriage. Yes. So when we first connect everybody.
2: <laughs> I forgot about this.
1: Okay, I get this email from her that says, before I say anything, I want you to know I'm very happily married and blah 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 I'm like, well, okay. she because I know maybe I don't need to say that, but I'm just yeah. gonna say this to you. Yeah. And I thought, no one's ever sent me that email before. Yeah. And I thought, if I were your husband, yeah I'd feel so blessed that my wife Cherishes our relationship yeah. to this extent. Dave's probably didn't even know you did that, yeah. but Dave, that's what she did yeah. when she first she first emailed me. What's made your marriage work? If, are there any things you'd say? Like I, you have a normal marriage, like yeah. I do. It's not yeah. perfect every single yeah. day, but what has made your marriage work, and why is it such a gigantic? Obviously, it's a huge part of your life. But yeah. How's well, it I would
2: say in that exchange, it was the first time I was sending you a note, and yeah. it wasn't just about being respectful to Dave; it was also being respectful to your wife. Perfect. Um, and so it's just. Um, I just, you know, it's yeah. like weird. Like I we're, we had not met each other. And I want to yeah. be like, I'm very normal. Um, <laughs> but um, I so I would say the he is my best friend. Mm. He is my best friend. Mm. And uh, he's been, we met when I was 19 years old. Mm. Uh, and instantly we were buddies. Mm. And that is, has been the core of this relationship for mm. 16 years. Mm. And I really think um, I got a hard Hands as a child, and I think God was like, You're gonna get the best man. Like, I'm gonna give you the best partner.
1: Hmm. Um, He's good, he's a good guy.
2: He's a good guy. See that, (laughs) Dave?
1: See that? It's pretty good. He's a good
2: guy. Um, But I think uh, we have had fun. We laugh every single day. Uh, Talk about
1: happy hour. Happy happy yeah. This is a Um, little tool, but I like that you guys have your own happy hour.
2: We sit out on the back patio, and Mm -hmm. we look at it. We live in Texas Hill Country, gorgeous land, and we sit out with our drink, and we we just talk about the day or hang out with each other. We do every single week. Every week we have a date night. It's Mm. like sacrosanct in our Mm. relationship, and our kids know it. They just know, hey, mom and dad are going on a date this week. Um, But I also think we reach every like we have had conversation. What are the values that we have in our marriage and in our relationship? Who do we want to be in this space? How do we want to parent? And every single day, we want to reach for that. Now, certainly, we don't always get there. But we are in alignment on who we want to be and the steps that we're going to take to make that happen. We don't we don't want a good marriage, or even a great one, we want an exceptional marriage. I also feel like I get a crap from people for this. But my marriage is my most important relationship. Like that comes before my children. Mm-hmm. Um, my, that Like we have to be whole and solid for each other or we can't show up for these babies. Mm-hmm. And also those kids are gonna, we're gonna launch these humans into the world <laughs> and then we've got each other. Yeah. So that's gotta be healthy and strong. Um, because I've got a lot of years left with this man, God willing. Yes. Um, so just, it's the intentionality behind who we want to be and how we want to show up. Yeah,
1: I notice in a lot of your writings and stuff, and when you do stuff together, it's your intentionality. It's also your habits and rituals. Like yeah. these date nights, this happy hour yeah. stuff, right, Is is we just don't do it in our marriages enough. Yeah. By the way, you're really right about that too. Those of you that have young kids, you got to be really careful that the entire identity of your marriage isn't wrapped up in just conversations about your yeah. children, Yeah. even though they're the center... Focal sure. part of your life but there is going to be a point where they are going to leave and you're going to be faced together yeah. and you better have a loving dynamic and a relationship where you really mm-hmm. have something of interest in each other yeah. too so that's so huge you um also talk and i hope you'll talk about this is for mix i'm just curious about it you're like me we both let people know that we have faith but we're not so uh i don't know if i would say a, f- a pushy yes, with it to militant, the point where yeah. it would repel somebody but how important is your faith in your Life.
2: I am the woman that I am because of my faith. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how I would have survived the childhood that I walked out of, mm-hmm. or the years that came after, if it wasn't for that relationship with God. And it wasn't always good. Like my faith has been tested many times. There were whole seasons of life where I was angry at God, mm-hmm. where um, I didn't want to be in relationship, and I feel like. But that I don't know. That presence has always just been a part of my life, mm-hmm. and even when there's been anger, we're still talking. You know, Even when I'm like, I'm mad at you, I feel like God's like that, I can take it,
0: let's mm. go.
2: Mm. Um, so it's a, it's been a massive part of, it is a massive part of who I am. I think it's really been interesting to navigate this space uh, because in the book I do talk quite a bit about my faith and then that brought in a wider audience who had a perception of what it meant to be a Christian.
1: Mm
2: and then were equally upset when I did something to step outside of that for them. So-
1: Meaning what? Give me an oh, example. I put a post
2: up um, a few weeks ago and I honestly didn't even think anything of it. I was sitting on my back patio having wine. Yeah. And people lost their So we're their in big mind. trouble right oh, now. Oh, we are, we have offended half of America. Okay. <laughs> um, but the people okay were so that. upset, you know, you said you were a Christian and you're drinking and you're mm-hmm. perpetuating, and I was like, first of all,
0: mm-hmm. whoa. Right.
2: Um, Secondly, (laughs) for me, um, my the tenet of my faith is love thy neighbor. Like that was our call to arms. They are no, they shall know we are Christians by our love. I don't ever want. You're never going to find it in my bio. You know, people are like they put that in their Instagram. You better know that I'm a Christian by the way I live my life, not the not the words that I write somewhere. So if that's your definition of how someone is being Christ-like or Mm -hmm. following in the footsteps of like me having one we we have a bigger problem we got an issue and it is a problem in this space because there's so much divisive angry yeah. lines in the sand you can't you have to be like this or you're not allowed in our club you and i'm just like oh man right i love you all Me. i want everybody here that Get goes back to here. what you
1: said earlier by the way loving enough for both people exactly. right like that's exactly beautiful and me too. I get a little of that. I'm okay that you're drinking yeah. wine. Just so you don't want to validate because you can't. And you and I love people of all faiths, yeah. all different walks everybody. of life. Yeah, we, Everybody's I love people. welcome here. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. That's why you and I are going to change the world together. I also want you to know something, everybody. That one of the reasons I do this show and that I am so important to me that you were here today. Is I just don't I think the world is more divided, more divisive, and more angry than it's ever oh been. Oh gosh, totally. And there needs to be a force for good in the yeah. world, and I think that force for good is real people. It's a grassroots movement. It's entrepreneurs. It's mothers. It's fathers. Mm-hmm. It's good people saying, Hey, we love each other. We don't agree on everything, but we yes. love each other. We're all put here. As the the foundation of our faith is that we're all brothers and sisters, exactly. right? And so we're here to help one another, and that's what this is doing today. Yeah. You said something. The antidote to that in girl wash your face which if you've not gotten this book men and women both go get this book it's uh it's it i I, i've probably never read a book so quickly one thing about the book that's really interesting i wanted to tell you too is that usually when i have a book i highlight the parts that i like and this book was so good that I probably should have highlighted the parts that weren't meaningful to me because there's so much just highlighter all what over the book. It's say. really true. Thank it's you. just like every page, I'm just like. Thank you. One thing you say in there she say, and this is true for all of us, we need to drop this. She say, comparison is the death of joy. And the only person you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. Yeah. So speak to that just for a second.
2: Well, this is a massive, I don't know if men experience this, but this is a massive problem with women is they're constantly comparing themselves to her life, to her Instagram feed, to her kids, to Mm. her marriage. They're comparing their real life to someone else's highlight reel. And so they are forever coming up lacking. They forever feel like they're not enough. And I get it because the, the times that you tend to compare yourself are when you are most insecure about something. So you're like, well, I'm not sure how to do this. I'll look outside myself to find the answer. Mm. Um, I always talk about when I was a new mom, Mm. that that was when I was most insecure. And so I would look at Pinterest. I would look at magazines. I would try and see like, how do celebrity moms do it? Mm. And then I would just cry in a puddle on the ground because I couldn't get it together. Mm. I'm like, oh, she's got six pack abs with a two month old baby. (laughs) And I'm still in the jeans that I was wearing, you know, at nine months. Mm. Uh, So... Comparison is the death of joy. And not only does it kill your joy, it kills your motivation. Mm. It kills your energy or your desire to move forward. It makes you more insecure. And so I, I'm like, put your head down. It's like a math test in eighth grade. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Mm. Like, focus here. Stop <laughs> looking at what everyone else is doing. Mm. Stop paying attention to her life and live your own. Yes. You have, like, start in this space. <laughs> the, the, the only person you have to be better than is who you were yesterday. So that good. is my, that's my why. Yeah. That's my, that is what I am on earth. Yeah. Like what is my greatest value in the world is I want to be a better version of myself every day. I love it. Like I might not always get there, but mm-hmm. every day I'm striving I want to be a better mom and wife and leader and teacher and writer and everything. It's like, man, whatever you're doing, do is unto the Lord. Like every day I'm trying to be better. And so like, it doesn't matter if I'm not as great as 50 million other people yes. as long as like, am I better than I was yesterday? Mm. Yeah.
1: What, what cogent advice? I, you're, you're special. Like this, you're special. What you're doing is special and <laughs> so good. Along those lines, I'm going ask you some things people wouldn't ask you. Yeah. Life's changed for you, right? And I think anytime people listen to this, maybe you step to a new level or a new space. Yeah. Do you, you talked about anxiety earlier i know the answer to this yeah. but i want you to answer it for them but do you still find yourself with anxiety about the next level the next space oh, yeah. also there's some pressure i think sometimes of i've stepped out i don't want to fall yeah either so speak to that for those there's different people at different levels but there are people are like i've got to a new level yeah. i got to a new promotion or yeah. i have started a business there's something new and then that Extra, can, yes. I think anxiety can hit. Are you experiencing yeah. any of that? And so, why are you dealing with well, it What's the solution? Tell,
2: like this is such an incredible story and like a brag on who you are and your mm-hmm. heart. Um, but after the the book surpassed Jeez. everything, yeah. and um, I, for months after it came out, really struggled. It was very overwhelming for me. And I, if you can't tell, I'm a fixer. Yeah. And I don't like to live in a state of any kind of suffering. So for months, I'm I'm struggling and I can't get past it. And I read every book and I'm listening to pot. I'm trying everything and I can't. And it was something you said on your podcast one Mm. day that really resonated with me. And it was like, it was the answer to prayer. Mm. Um, After months of, of searching, you said something like, um, like with professional athletes that you had coached that there comes a, a time in their lives and careers where the success surpasses the vision that they had for themselves. Yeah. And they will unintentionally start to self-sabotage right. because they're so uncomfortable with where they are. Yeah. And that was me. Yeah. And I was like, holy, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. And it was as simple as you were like, dream a bigger vision. Yeah, that's You right. need a bigger vision. Yep. So that was such a gift.
0: Yeah. But Thank
2: navigating you. this has been, has been a lot. Yeah. And it does feel like, holy smokes, this is yeah. a lot of responsibility and I do I, now I have worked my butt off to get here. Yes. But I also believe God gave me this platform.
1: Both and are true. And so
2: that is a massive responsibility and I want to do that well. Yes. Um so yeah it's it's a lot to and it's a lot to navigate. I,
1: and I want to acknowledge that you're the right person mm-hmm. and you were chosen to do this and you are special like your whole existence has prepared you for this moment. Like mm-hmm. I really believe that about you and one of the other things I've told you is that I also want to help you. Like yeah. I I, I also think the other thing, when you step into that new space is to dream that bigger vision and also to seek out and surround yourself with people who are gonna yes. support you and believe in you and push you and hold you accountable. And don't be afraid to ask for their help. Yeah. People like me, people like you, yeah. at the right time, we want to be there for you. I want to help yeah. you create this change. Cause you're pioneering, you're trailblazing. Like yeah. in, in, in five years and in 10 years, there are going to be other They're not gonna be another you but they're gonna be other women in this space creating a movement making a difference but you're really doing it right now right i'm so i'm so proud of you and and people today are seeing why like you're just a reservoir of realness but also like real depth real information this content you don't hear other places Mm -hmm. and so i'm curious for you a couple more things i'm enjoying this so much like i just want to extend it a little (laughs) more just so you know but like what is next for you what's the next thing because she's just so you know guys like sought after crazy good woman on the stage when she speaks like go trust me go see her speak go look at clip like crazy good on the stage obviously you've got this gift for writing that's been not just a gift but it's something that you've worked on but what is the next level the next space for you
2: well so um the next book think Thank God, how it worked out was um, I sold the next book before this one came out. Mm. Praise the Lord, mm-hmm. because if if I had had this kind of success, mm. I don't know if I would have written. You know, I don't know if I would have written again. Yeah. Because even now, people are like, well, you know, you're never. And I'm like, again, I go back to my why. My why is I want to be a better version of myself every day. Yep. And my mission, the re- the reason I feel like I'm on this planet is I want to give other people tools to do the same.
0: Yeah.
2: So then if I, this book comes out in March, okay. uh, it's called Girl, Stop Apologizing. Mm. So stop apologizing for who you are, stop feeling shame about where, what you're called to do. Um, it's about how do you achieve a goal?
0: Mm. Like
2: I break it down, it's the most tactical, tangible advice I've ever offered. Good. And I, if 10 people, 10 people, if yeah. one person, if yeah. it resonates with one person, then I, I lived out my mission. Yeah. Uh, it's probably
1: more like 10 million, but it's great that we'll at least get oh 10. Oh my yeah, gosh. It's probably um, going to
2: be, But yeah, yeah. So, so the next book comes out in March, and then um, conferences are my passion yeah because my life was changed at a conference yep. my marriage was changed at a conference there's something that happens when you are immersed yes I agree. For, a, for a certain amount of days when you sort of pull yourself outside of your life and you get to see a different perspective you change
1: your environment yes. it's a big thing
2: and it's like it doesn't have to be mine it doesn't yep. have to be ed's but yep. like if you are listening to this right now yeah you got you got to go. Yeah. I'm going to talk to the camera. Yeah. You've got to go to a personal growth conference. Yes. Like you've got to find a teacher that resonates with you yeah. and and that that sparks something in you to think in a different way. Yeah. So, it's um it's our big passion and we're doing a bunch of events in 2019 as How I'm do they find
1: the events and how do they find you on social? Cuz I want them to be able to obviously you need to go go get girl wash your face, you're going to get obviously every book she writes here going forward, but how do they find your events and how do they find you so on social? So, all of our
2: events, our events are called Rise. Yep. Uh so all of our events are at letsrise.co okay. or on Instagram at letsrise.co and I am Miss Rachel Hollis. Instagram's my favorite. Platform to hang out with. Yep. You know who one of our speakers is at the next rise? No. It's Nick.
1: Oh gosh, he's so unbelievable.
2: I found him on your podcast yeah, he's and a, on the podcast like 10 times. And yeah. was like, if you have an event, you gotta book this guy. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta book this I guy. I love him.
1: I just he spoke before me at the event I was just telling you oh, about really? this weekend. Oh, I was yeah. so proud of him. I watched him speak, and I was gonna tell you, he stepped into his own. He's at a he's whole new so level. Good. He's and so, so I'm so good. glad you're both yes. getting together. That's so yeah. it makes me feel warm yeah. inside. That's no, great. that's
2: all you, connector that you are. I love yeah. it.
1: Okay, a couple more things, but because the sun's setting on you yeah. here.
2: Yeah, I bet my I bet this hair color looks great though.
1: You are you're shining. <laughs> you're shining. She got her hair done today. I did. I so, did. So so, I am a woman mm-hmm. now. I know I have a deep voice for mm-hmm. a woman, but I get a chance to have two minutes with you, mm. and I said, "Girl, I said I just want to be happier, and I want to I want to find what my purpose is, my passion is. Mm-hmm. How do I?" How do i do that what would be the steps you tell me to take to do that so
2: the the people that i most often hear this from are moms Hmm. and so often what i hear is i've lost myself i've lost myself i'm i'm taking care of these babies or i'm i'm taking care of my partner i don't know who i am anymore Hmm. and the question i always ask is who were you before you belonged to them Mm -hmm. who were you before you were their mom Mm. Who were you before you were his partner? Who Mm. were you? What Mm. did you love? Mm. And one of the things, this is true for men and women, is that I believe most of us, regardless of our childhood, most of us had something in our childhood that we were passionate about, Mm -hmm. that made us excited, that we loved, it gave us something to look forward to. And then somewhere along the way, we got it in our heads that if we couldn't attach monetary value to it, that it had no value. And so I'm like, you know, people, are like, I'm like, who, what were you into? What did you love? And they're like, well, it's dumb. I'm like, what was exactly. it? They're like, I loved choir. I'm like, go join a choir wow. or like, I loved theater. I'm like, go join a theater. Go hmm. just because you can't make money at it. Doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Wow. Your passions your dreams your goals are valuable because they matter to you mm. And it doesn't matter if they make sense to anybody else It doesn't matter if your husband doesn't get it or your mom doesn't get it or your friends think weird. it's what lights your heart on fire You are a being like mm. you are a soul that deserves to have to, to have a spark to have something to have time for yourself to have self-care to go to dinner with your friends to read a book just we lose this like we devote ourselves to other people and we lose the idea that we are a person whose feelings mattered Hmm. so who were you Hmm. before you were this person Hmm. start there
1: oh my gosh see what's crazy about your advice is that should be to a man yeah yeah it should be to a man and i just feel like i want to stop there but i don't want to stop the conversation i want the conversation with you and i to continue and so i want you all to know something Rachel and I are talking about doing some things together that I think you'll see us doing down the road. I want you following her on social media. I want you going to her conferences. I want you reading her books. I just want to acknowledge something about you. Like, I think you're a blessing. Like today for me was a blessing. I, I, I was, I knew something was really great going to happen based on seeing your content, but then like meeting you and going, I just love this woman. Mm. And I mean that Dave, you know, in the beautiful, most beautiful way. I'll send you my version of the email, yes. but like, I love you. I just think you're amazing. And I just feel like I love meeting people regardless of what they do, who I feel like are really running in the lane on their path. Mm. Like they're chasing their real purpose. They're on track. The road's going to be We have all kinds of turns for you and everybody listening to this that are gonna be unexpected and all part of happening for you. Yeah. But I feel like I just feel like I'm sitting with somebody who's become a rock star, but I'm actually if you were a stock, I'd be a buy. Like I just feel like I'm just watching this star take off because you're going to help so many people because so many people need your message and the most important thing for me cuz I'm a male listening to this is men you better listen to this because these are the things the women in your life the daughters in your life your mother in your life are struggling with they're thinking about they need help with and and we the women in our lives help us so much let's help them too yeah. right they don't need us yeah but we need to be helping them cuz it's part of our calling yeah. as well so you help me today
2: no Well, I want to I want to acknowledge you in this way because I feel like I am a fan. Like (laughs) you know this, I was such a fan, and I feel like I have this unique opportunity right now with so many people who are watching Mm. or listening that they don't get to sit with you and say this. Mm -hmm. Like, so much of what I know is because you taught it to me. Thank you. You've been my mentor for a long time before you knew who I was. Thank you. And so I just want to acknowledge the work that you're doing here, the work that these men are doing here, and. the wisdom and the insight mm. that you bring to people every single week and how much like there are times i'm having a hard week yeah. and i literally go look at your instagram thank i'm like you. i'm gonna find a video from ed he's gonna say something right now that's thank gonna you. fire me up so i know that you know it but right. i just want to acknowledge you, back. you. Like, I love that like it matters so much what you're doing that's, and i'm so appreciative of I, it
1: i i sense that and i appreciate that and i'm always a text or a phone call away for you too yes, as you know, know so that. thank you for today
2: oh my gosh thank you
1: like it flew by and I've never done an interview like this before. Yeah. This is unique and it's different and the conversation was different and your answers were different and they were correct and mm-hmm. right on and helped helped me. To be honest with you, I'm thinking about Bella. Yeah. As we were talking, I'm thinking about my little girl and there's just some things you said today, I can do a better job with her and supporting her yeah. and I have a deeper understanding of maybe some of the things she's thinking and going through. Yeah. And, um, I didn't get, I got that from the book, but I got more of it even today. So thanks so much. Like, honestly, guys, I hope those of you that listen to this today, I know what you're all thinking. You're like, how do I get more? And so I want you following her. You've got where to find her. And then obviously, you know, with me, where to find me, or you wouldn't be listening to this. I just want to remind you all, if you enjoyed today, tell people about it. Spread the word, share it with people because I want more people to know Rachel. I want her to know her message. I want them to know who she is and what she stands for. Most importantly, I want people in the world to know that people like Rachel exist and that they can find her. And so you found me, subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't done it, if you're listening to it, subscribe to the YouTube channel, if you're watching every day on Instagram, I do the two two minute drill. Two minute drill, (laughs) you haven't won yet? By the way, Dave won once, her husband won once. But not I did, on
0: purpose. Not on purpose,
1: <laughs> but we did, it was a weird deal. But we have a two minute drill on Instagram every day. If you make a post, if you make a comment to my post in the main feed, the first two minutes with a hashtag max out, cool stuff happens because we pick a winner every day. Yep. If you do it in the first two minutes, you can win gear, my book, sometimes the coaching call with me, I might tweak someone like Rachel. I'll do it. She'll do one. So you get a 15 minute call with Rachel. Yeah. And then if you miss the first two minutes, as long as you just make one every day, we pick someone who makes one every day at any time. So thank you for that. Do you have 15 minutes with Rachel? Now you know you're going to comment. So please do that and continue to max out your lives. And God bless you. And thank you, Rachel, so much. for Oh my gosh, this is
0: the best. It was
1: awesome. Max out, everybody.